0: Hi, this is Web 37 Daily, a one thirty seven p.m. daily Twitter space about all things NFTs
1: and Web 3. John, you there? I am indeed. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. I can hear you incredibly well. That's a super high quality photo you got for your, your PFP, by the way.
0: Thanks, yeah. I just had to switch it up from the old cartoon, so here we are.
1: <laughs> you're looking pretty sharp. John, uh, what time I'm is it? I'm a catfish,
0: right? Tyler. I'm a catfish, by the way. It's 10.30 p.m.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what time is it where you're at right now? 10.30 p.m., so yeah. I respect I'm a night I know you are. I appreciate it. I feel like most times we're talking, it's far past my bedtime in your world
0: are we speaking on your terms Tyler we need to change that
1: (laughs) (laughs) well look I um, look I'm going to take a second and kick us off here looks like uh, we've got a a request already to come up on stage Um, Connor Hogan I'm not sure John if that's someone from your side I'll bring up people in a little bit Um, but look I want to take this time use this and, and appreciate you giving us a little time to come on to do a couple things one talk by at large about so rare which is something a platform that i'm incredibly fond of it's i think the like i from a fun perspective gambling etc you know nfts how it comes into it your involvement educate people on what so rare is they just had an all-time high sale so i think that's a moment we can talk about your podcast your background in kind of daily fantasy how it comes to this so all that but let's um Let's kick off with two seconds to set the context on John Ellis, how we got connected, and a little bit of what you do.
0: Yeah, certainly. So I've kind of been involved in the the sort of, I don't know, it would kind of be alternate gambling in the UK scene in terms of football, which is much more about prospecting on players' futures. And through that, I kind of got into collecting soccer cards during the, the soccer card boom of COVID. Um, Let's and- go and so rare is kind of a match made in heaven where it's almost those things um, I mean it isn't technically gambling in any way but there are a lot of similarities but I been making podcasts for a couple of years and I think we got chatting in a random could have been a, a clubhouse back mm-hmm. in the day I think so um, and we ended up sort of chatting and making So Far So Rare happen which is a, a podcast about all things so rare talking to people who are much more much smarter than me much more expertise than me and um, my job's just to get the best out of them that I can, so we do that on a weekly basis now. And yeah, I'm still there for a year and a half, and I'm balls deep. <laughs>
1: Multi-talented host and degenerate. One. Absolutely method. degenerate. One hundred percent yeah. <laughs> it's. Um. I think one thing that is kind of f- just a, an interesting nugget you put right there, which is alternative gambling. I think the U.S. and as someone that grew up outside New York City, with also a European background, and watched a lot of, I would just say Premier League soccer growing up, the culture around gambling, even on a very small scale, in the U.S. is really just getting going on a mainstream adoption. Whereas in the UK, EU has been around for far longer, which is why some of like what you said, what was that fantasy Premier League or some you played in a lot of different leagues that I think, yeah was different, set up corporately, whereas most, I would say, individuals, I'm 30, growing up, our betting was either fantasy football. If you were, like, really in it, you had an offshore bookie, but you couldn't go to a window at 18 and kind of gamble or play daily fantasy. And that's changing now, is it? It is, with DraftKings, all these states, and where I think that's playing into is this notion, a bit of what I think So Far So Rare has done amazing is, Actually, competing with real collectibles that have value is kind of like the all encompassing. And look, I'm passionate about footy, but just feels like there's real fun to it. Now, there's a lot of other blockchain games or NFT games, however you want to ladder it up. And Axie Infinity, huge supporter of it. I've played probably 10, 15, 20 hours of the actual game, but the structure is super nice on So Rare. And so I'd love for you to give your best. 30, 45 seconds of what So Rare is today. You've been in it so long, right? So much is changed. Play style, cards, what you own. They introduced the lower scarcity, right? You have so much context that's pretty. Yeah. I mean, there, there's. So I want to much- sign into So Rare today. What is, what is it?
0: What is it? So I think, well, just to touch on an earlier point you made, the beauty of it, it's I suppose, so rare as a game, and it's something that I, I treasure a lot with NFTs. I think the only other NFT I own is like an atom bomb squad. I love the relationship. It's a, a good others. day for you. It is indeed. It is indeed. But I, I love the relationship between physical and digital. And I think it's even just real world versus virtual reality. Um, and I think like some of these other games that are around in the NFT space, I mean, they're games that are made to be games, but quite often they are tied to real life events. I think So Rare really nails what. But it's the biggest fan base on the planet, football, soccer, and I think it really nails the engagement of the fan. Like my football watching experience is tenfold because So Rare exists and because I'm involved. Now, what So Rare is to anyone listening who hasn't got a clue, um, you can play it as actively or pass- passively as you wish. You could trade on it. You could sort of set and forget by players that are prospects of the future. You can collect. Collecting is a huge thing on it, um, and I think as the IP and as so rare becomes more recognised and and has more of a legacy, I think those collectibles only get more collectible. You know yourself the likes of Tops and Panini. Mm-hmm. The reason they're collectible is while the cards are beautiful, it, it's the the reputation that comes with that, and I think as so rare ages, as NFTs become more mainstream, I feel they only get more collectible. Um, mm-hmm. So the fantasy is a huge part, um, but it's by no means the be all and end all. You know, if you're not necessarily particularly into soccer, you could probably still get involved. But obviously, maybe maybe you find yourself getting involved in sort of fandom of of soccer after joining mm-hmm. the air But it wasn't yeah. five seconds, but there's a lot there.
1: Yeah. So so there's a there's the game. So you you talked on kind of the game and the collectible aspect. So what we're really talking about is a platform that's selling soccer cards that has the real the the rights and contracts with the leagues teams players like legitimately in partnership with these people they're putting out digital soccer cards that can be seen simply as a collectible um and i think that's what holland the card that just the largest sale ever
0: yep yeah. Largest sale ever, I think, in both terms of ETH and fate. Um, yeah, what was it? Like 200 and was it 265 ETH or 215 ETH? 200, 200 and a lot of ETH, I think, in Europe. And that
1: was his first year one of one card on the platform? Yeah. On So Rare, that was the first one of
0: one Haaland. Now, there will be a one of one Haaland each season. So, I mean, there could be 15 of them if So Rare still going strong. But this is the first. So, in a sense, this is almost his. His so rare rookie, but, I mean, we know he's been around for a couple of years at this stage.
1: Yep, but it's his so rare rookie, and so there's value in one owning that, right? Just no no, no strings attached, owning the first blockchain, officially licensed by player, team, etc., one of one. It's been proven out that model is real. Now, you may say, well, what's the worth of a digital collectible versus a physical? Because if you have the actual physical card, you can put it on your desk, that's a you know conversation for another day right the worth of a digital collectible I'm incredibly bullish I believe thing people collect things digitally even if they don't realize it but now you layer on top outside of just collectible you can buy the mbappe first year you can buy the joel Felix first year but now there's also a five aside game layered on top yeah
0: and there, and there's there's zero risk in this so it isn't it isn't actually Considered gambling you know it's a free to play game that can yield you more cards which you can sell for ethereum and you can win ethereum directly so not only does that Halland unique represent collectible value down the line clout status all these things that nfts traditionally do that card not only will it is it the only one that can be utilized that is that strong within the fantasy football game for the next year or so until the next one's minted so that that gives that player a massive advantage in the leagues they're playing in, um, they basically can use the Haaland at his strongest form Um, I'm not going to bore you with all the details but there's that utility, like how much will that yield over the next year, let alone the next 15 when it could be up against its its counterparts of the 2022-2023 the Haaland, but at the minute I mean, it's how much can that guy yield mm-hmm. uh, using it, it can pay back an awful lot of its price in the short term, short to medium term never mind long term, um and equally, if they back, if that owner backs so rare to keep
1: going and keep building, I mean, what, what a card to have! I love it. If you, what is the if, if someone is listening right now, and someone says, "I really, I've never heard of so rare. I want to get into so rare. I want to play this game because I love football and I want to spice up my viewing." What's like the cheapest someone can get in and play and compete for? This is fun. I actually recorded a video.
0: This is the the most common question I get. Look, I I got kind of lucky in terms of, I I started making content about a year and a half ago in this sort of pre-boom. And because of that, a few of my videos in the YouTube channel went mad on YouTube. And now I get everyone DMing me every day asking these questions. And this is by far the most common. It's like, how much do I need to get started on so rare? And I think the, the bottom line is, as little as you want, how engaging will your experience be depends greatly on how much you deposit though i kind of break it up into three four five segments there's kind of people who come in on a very low budget sort of sub 100 whatever that currency that is euros dollars or or pounds let's say and with that amount i really recommend you you can trade you're not really going to get to actually get immersed in the fantasy football now everyone who signs up for free can play what's called the casual league which you get i think it's like 10 or 11 randomly assigned um common cards they're untradable n f t s they're purely just to play the fantasy football game. It's free to play only the top not point not five percent or something get prizes each week, so it's not exactly gonna make you a millionaire, but you could get lucky it'll let you understand the game. so I think if you're coming in a little, very low budget, I would say even sub five hundred of whatever your currency is. I'm not going to use ETH because it just fluctuates too much. <laughs> this will be old news very quick. But yeah. if um, I think if you're coming in sub 500, you'll struggle really to play the fantasy and compete. I think if you're coming in above that budget, um, particularly kind of between maybe 750 to, to 5 grand, you can definitely get involved. There's different sort of levels and different, like the scarcities of cards that you can go for. You could really go limited or rare at that stage. Um and then I think if you're coming in above that, you've the world's your oyster. You, you can just decide what you want to play. But what I would say is like, look, anyone who does have questions or does want to think of joining, do you know, my, my DMs are open, and I'm sure Tyler. I don't know if your DMs are open or if you would just. I'm have, trying. There's I'm people, trying. That's there's for lots sure. Of people. Look up the so rare hashtag. There's a million people who want to help.
1: I will. Uh, I'll use that opportunity open the floor, see if there are any questions. People have been trying to join for kind of the first 15 minutes. We've just been holding the combo between us, but I'll start, you know, if people request and want to pop in. um, Otherwise we can keep going. Where, um, what's your current kind of week in week out? How much time do you spend on the platform? You know, I, I remember the early days almost of daily fantasy when, here in the U.S., DraftKings, FanDuel, I mean, they were, like, I think there was some crazy (laughs) stat. Like, there was one weekend where they were, like, 96% of all TV ad dollars deployed. Um, But there was kind of this early boom in Daily Fantasy, and then it was, like, oh, there's people doing this 24-7 that are Mm -hmm. making everything home and have the bags and all that, and the little people, you know, it kind of is more of, like, a very slim chance you're going to win especially if you're throwing stuff to the wall then there's also all these alternative platforms that came in so rare data is one of them right uh currently that that kind of help and paid product here what's your like day-to-day with the platform how deep in it are you um would you recommend kind of people can still compete or is it really a whales game at this point so in
0: sort of two separate points there, I'll talk first about kind of my involvement and ultimately maybe talk about kind of can people come in on a lower budget and if they're not that active or whatever. Um, I think in terms of me, like, you know, I'm just fully immersed in it because of the podcast, because of a YouTube channel i um, trying to build a follow on social media. Do you know, my, my dream is to be able to do something like this full time. So you just have to kind of put it all in. Um, In terms of my show rare and actual building fantasy football teams, that's almost, I'd say, jeopardized based on the time I put into content. <laughs> it's almost yeah. opportunity cost. But um, look, I, I play the game as much to have fun as to make money as to win. Do you know, it's all about having a bit of fun, do you know, engaging the community, having a bit of banter. Um, buying players I want to buy Um, I wouldn't say I'm a big sort of optimizer and meta player but um, there definitely are those people among us Um, the way I kind of look at SoRare is you either need it's like to be really successful you need lots of time you need lots of money put them on two separate axes if you have both of them you're going to do the best if you have one of them you can still do great and equally if you have neither of them you could be very very passive in the way you play you know you could trade you could buy a guy who's injured you could buy a young player who you believe in you could forget about them for a long time and come back and you're you're like based on the last year or two I'm not saying this is not financial advice I don't know when the next year the next five years hold but do you know, if you were to buy a youngster now who's on to have a good career, or if you were to buy someone who's just done their ACL and they're back in six to eight months, there's a high chance based on the historic prices that they will rise. You could play the game that way. In terms of it being a Wales game, there's no doubt that the majority of rewards do go to the bigger accounts at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the biggest cards have the best cards they have been there for a long time. But. I think it's all about just kind of playing within your lane and sticking to your game. Um, anyone can compete at kind of the lower rare divisions, the limited card divisions, which are the one of a thousands. I'm not going to say anyone. you know. If you've got $20, you can't. But yeah. I mean, people who come in with a decent budget and want to immerse themselves, anyone can compete in the lower divisions. In the upper echelons, it is very hard to break in there without literally a bucket load of cash. Yeah. Um, so... The thing is, like, there is a play play to play versus the game type mode at the minute, where you're essentially you need to hit a threshold, and if you hit that, you win like not point, not two Ethereum. Um, that adds up over the course of a few months or even even less, few weeks, few yeah. months, few years. Um, so you can't play against the game as well as playing against other people. And I think they're really looking to double down on that, and they've got mm-hmm. new game modes and progression bars and different things in the pipeline. They're they're actually long overdue, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, you can't, like, you'll be playing against people. You know, if you come in with 10 grand, it's going to be tough to compete with people like me who have been around for a year and a half with yeah. galleries worth a lot of times more than that. But it doesn't mean you can't. Um, and
1: it's all about percentages, you know. And the team, the team it's so rare, from what I know, and again, big fan of theirs, asking kind of almost a point question, are, are c- constantly optimizing and tweaking because they're aware we, you need to get players on boarded and you need to get them to stick, and we need to get them. So, so those kind of that's an always ongoing game. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, they've said they want to hire, I think, like 200 staff by the end of 2022. I think they've, I don't know, 30 or 40 staff at this stage. Um, as little as like just over a year ago, I think they had six staff. Like, what they've seen is sort of unprecedented, crazy growth. I mean, this was a really, really niche game. Um, that I was just lucky enough to be involved in and I think it was when Gary V came around I think it was Valentine's 2021 mm-hmm. and tweeted about it there was what we kind of referred to as the Gary V boom mm-hmm. um, and I think like since then with they got the 50 million series B or series A is it and yep. then they got the 500 million or more um in the company and over 6 billion the
1: highest valued startup to ever in France I believe yeah
0: yeah, over four billion. I said six billion. Um, they were valued over four billion, and I think with all that, it's just it's just been this absolute hockey stick growth in terms of users, in terms of everything. So. I don't hold it against them too much that they've been, that, you know, slown off the road, certain things out. And they're taking, that feels like a long time to move. The bottom line is a lot has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll continue to. And we'll continue to. It's just one long process. If you trust the process, if you trust the team, if you trust the project, like that's why I'm here and that's why I'm not throwing the toys out of the pram. There are people yeah. getting a little bit irate, I think, because they feel it's a bit slow moving at times. But yeah, I just think yeah. the growth we've seen, it's hard to...
1: Yeah, know, yeah exactly you got to be empathetic and put yourself in those shoes um as a complete other side any other sport-based projects i'm liking what Futera's doing we've gone back and forth on that a little bit any other things whether it's nft web 3.0 or not that are keeping your time from a content creator kind of degenerate player as i'd almost call it like myself um any any other things, or are you just full blown so rare right now?
0: I, I'm full blown so rare. Like, from a selfish standpoint, as I say, for me, I, I like from a content standpoint and a personal standpoint, I kind of want to be like the so rare guy. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and and the time that takes i mean i have a full time job as well so yeah. you know, trying to keep all these things together i don't i don't have the time to put the passion into another project and it's one of those that like i've been in a boxing match before and i didn't put the work in and do you know what if you're not putting the work in someone else is and they're going to beat you so i feel like if someone's as passionate as i am about so rare in another platform that i'm not that passionate about they're beating me hands down so I, I the amount of attention I put into rare that that's all I have the space for. But I mean, like I find interest in a lot of these, like in terms of I the kind of gaming world which takes a lot of maintenance. I know there's futiums caused up, picked up mm-hmm. quite a storm. MDJ there, who I see in the crowd, is talking to me about this club game app, and it looks really nice. Um, I've talked to people so, at all. Is it
1: football MDJ?
0: Yep, she's down below there. I'm the cool inviting. <laughs> but um, there's, there's loads of different projects that are, I've, I kind of hear about. Um, I, I like the ones, you know, like there's Ludo Labs out there, which is kind of bringing fan experiences and um, players, connecting players with fans. I, I love that real-world connection. Mm-hmm. But I can't say I've immersed
1: myself in anything, to be quite honest, outside so rare. I bought a few well, atom bombs, and it's been a good day. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's definitely been – and I think they're just amazing. And why – to be honest, my thesis and my thought and my feelings in and around what Futera is doing is a similar thought-feeling thesis around Adam bomb squad. And what yeah. I mean by that is the hundreds, if you've known of the hundreds, is – been a successful brand first and foremost a a logo a word and and real humans bobby and ben that have been what i'll just say in the game for 15 20 years Mm. and so nfts is a a new medium that they've approached that has such a strong foundation rather than a startup company, right? That that is yeah. using this almost tech that's also going through hyper growth. So, like the hey, we're starting a new company, that's tough itself. Plus, you know, whereas Adam Bomb Squad hundreds. You know they've had they have a real internal culture, they have a lot of employees, resources. You know, this isn't just two people that launched something and it goes crazy. And I say that yeah. in an empathetic way to the people that launch something and it goes crazy. And then you have to realize, oh man, the expectations, right? And where I think about Futera, you know, there's a business you can remove NFTs and everything that has been operating for a very long time. You know, when you say that brand in the footy space. It's received with positivity, right? They, they have real licensing deals at Barcelona. Their headquarters is in Thailand, which is where they're doing the club, right? So it's not an, a group of individuals that's scouting the world for the right club to deploy capital that they raise against. Mm. They, their headquarters, that their business is on the ground in the same city that they're attaching the NFT project to the club. So those are the things that I've really liked about it. And then like everything else, it's going to come down to, can they execute? Can they understand that it's now more than ever, you know, a consumer-based communication back and forth game, and and that's why I like them in a similar way. And when you when I hear you say Adam Bomb about, I'm like, hmm, I think they've got a, Futera as a real shot based on being a mature business with a, a staff and you know culture internally and ways that they do things, and they can't just let this fail because. You know they've got deals with Barcelona for you know cards and all that, and it, it's one business. So that's a little mini rant on my take on on why I'm kind of bullish on Futera.
0: Yeah, I think. Look, I, I've talked to the guys at Futera a good bit because um, I was obviously in this kind of soccer card world, and that's kind of what got me into so rare. Yeah, um, so it's it's everything that I'm about. I think for me, when I look at it, is and what I'm really interested to see going forward is like how do they a either generate a yield for their their consumer um, how, what would make me want to put my Ethereum there and if it isn't going to be sort of that yield based and it's going to be just about the the kind of voting rights in the club and doing this then I want to see a club that I can engage with I want to see really top quality YouTube content and a a movement and a culture that I can get behind, it's something that I can support and watch on YouTube every week and want to be involved with. Mm-hmm. I think until one of those two things comes, I think it's a really fun idea. I think I trust the people who do 100% because of the the company that's behind it compared to, I've seen other cash grab type versions of what they've been doing out there that I wouldn't trust. I trust them, which is half the battle. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just really want to see A or B, um, an opportunity to yield or have sort of, Exclusive access to things that I would want, or um, I don't know, to feel as as a one part of a community,
1: part of yeah. it, yeah, Do you know. Which that's what I, that's the part I'm excited about, and I think also why so rare is amazing, and why I need to get 15 minutes of you on my strategy of my squad because I have all these cards. Your strategy my, is that you're the Mbappe. In that's your I strategy, Tyler. Well, <laughs> every time I go to play, I'm like missing a midfielder or someone's hurt or something, and then. I'm not putting a proper squad together, so I need to, I need to pick up a couple. What I would, I gotta, I need some depth, bro. I need to like be more like. Yeah, sit.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do, you do, you definitely do.
1: <laughs> any any guys you're hot on right now? Any any upstart kind of young cards or you kids? It's
0: really, it's really tough. I, I find tipping on somewhere so tough. Um, I mean, there's a million people I'm bullish on, but I haven't a fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I buy guys who I like. If I watch a match and like someone, you know, there's, but they're, they're all the big names. I don't that's think amazing. I've, made, I don't think I've made any weird purchases recently. But mm-hmm. the transfer window's so fun, you know. There's cards there that I've held for six, nine months, and they've just got the move that's going to make me be able to utilize them. Their values went through the roof, and it's just
1: my Ferran Torres, I
0: think. Hopefully, Ferran Torres. Yeah, if you have him, sure, he's off to Barcelona. He'll get game yep. time. Um, and that's, that's so fun. But equally, it works the other way. Do you know, at Bruno sure. Gourmet, at, Le, at Leon, who was an absolute world beater on so Rare, he's off to Newcastle, who I think long-term mm-hmm. with all that money going into the club will be grand. But I think short-term, he's going to be in the middle of a Newcastle midfield who get beat 2-0 every week. So yeah. like, do you know? Yeah. There's ups and downs with the transfer window, but it's engaging, Like you know, and it keeps you kind of immersed in it.
1: I know. I'm just hoping Felix gets shipped off somewhere so he can actually become a player so, Gary. <laughs> what's that so does Gary so does Gary yeah because he is, he is the one of one right he bought the unique yeah that yeah. price looks I, when, I mean,
0: when you compare that price now to the Holland and I know they're completely different players and completely different trajectories but still you know, I feel that that's the the price up of a lot of those premiums, you know
1: I completely agree and <laughs> I think they both the collectible if you remove the game completely there's still a really fun platform there for big footy fans on the transfer window so yeah digital like sports cards mm, absolutely any final words
0: before we jump here no i've not just um are we are we having anyone up or are we jumping from the call i didn't see
1: Monday? i'm seeing before we go if there are questions i i, I look to bring up your friend MDJ, I'd love for her to to come up and talk about that other was it club community? I think it's club game. Club I've, game.
0: I've landed her in it here. I'm just looking at her, her profile, but
1: it seems like sh- she put club game app ahead yeah. of so rare manager in her bio. So I'm, well, I'm double fighter. Kick kick her out. <laughs>
0: <I'm> joking. <laughs> um, no, there's loads of people here who are big in the in the so rare space and, and love
1: making content. I, I got a request, Chris that's good but um, I, th- I think the Chris big looks like he's playing a little FIFA wrestling fan young old Chris Quirk he loves his Belgian football mm. <laughs> evening all oh, what's Chris? up Chris how are you
2: not bad thanks yourself
1: very very well better now that you're here with us
2: okay so uh, w- I just have one question that I'm gonna sort of word carefully and hopefully you'll be able to read between the lines but there was two separate incidents that I want to sort of bring into my main question that happened in the past few days. Uh, the first one being the whole situation with John Terry's monkey NFT and him taking it down and putting it back up because of the whole copyright reasons. And the second one would be a certain player being removed from FIFA for certain reasons. Um if you can read between the lines,
3: is there
2: is there any so rare sort? Is there any way that that may happen with certain cards and so rare, based on maybe something that happens in a legal matter or due to copyright at all? Do, do, could you actually see that happening, where maybe they take certain cards
1: down? I'll jump out and say yes, one million percent. I could see it. I'm also going to add uh, Gucci here, just in the background. Um, I, I could definitely see it, and the reason that I would say that I could see it and then specifically what I believe Mason Greenwood you're referring to, um, which I would hope, I I honestly would hope that if he does have a, and I could eat my words in the court of law, if it doesn't come out, but based on what I've seen, I would hope that if he has a so rare card that they're able to pull him from the platform. And I, and I don't know how the compensation would be handled back to the, the user, which I believe is an important thing. Um, Say if you spent a hundred thousand dollars on a uh, Mason Greenwood so rare card that they can pull him off because the deals ladder up to licensing and clauses, and I believe those are all in said contract. I don't know what the deal and terminate terms between uh, so rare and user in terms of refund of pulling things off. I don't necessarily believe there is because he could equally break his leg and never play again. And the, the risk still remains there. So I'm not sure where that lands, legality stuff. John Terry, I, I can't necessarily speak to the exact instance because I, I didn't see it. I, it hasn't hit my radar per se. But I'll tell you, Chris, I have over five figures or had what was valued in over five figures of physical cards representing Mason Greenwood. Um, and I, I fully expect them to all be zero. And I would never sell them to an individual Um again and i believe that's a bit of the in spending money to invest or whether it's collecting right if you're just collecting and you're spending the money because you value it well there's the chance that it goes to zero no matter what Mm -hmm. if you're doing it from a more gambling perspective we're gambling on humans and athletes and i think that it's it's that education maybe can be brought further to people um because that's always going to be a possibility that would be my like response to that Chris I'm not sure if that answers your question I don't know the specifics in the contract of like can they remove him my gut says yes I could, the deals John you go
0: just to throw in there I actually disagree I, th- I don't think there's any way in terms I think what they could do is block his use from the so rare game mm. um, but I mean he's not gonna play football again anyway in this instance so that doesn't really matter but I just think their whole slogan is on your game the whole I don't know the whole... I guess you can't wipe it from the blockchain. Yeah, the whole thing is it's on the blockchain. It's an NFT, baby. Do you know someone could just
1: export it to... I don't know if United. the image is on-chain. You know what I mean? Because I don't know where the license deal stands. And, and to my understanding, the players aren't doing the deals with so rare. They have roll-up mm. deals with the clubs. And the clubs or the leagues have roll-up deals. And then they're doing it. You know what I mean? So if the image yeah. doesn't lie on-chain, they could, Manchester United, say we're no longer this is like we're not representing he doesn't touch our logo and wipe the image but if the image is on chain which i know that's something that in where developers speak is is a possibility i don't think you'd be able to necessarily remove it you but may be able to overwrite it
0: they have they have got like error cards and stuff and i don't know anything with this on chain off chain malarkey but like <laughs> if they <laughs> if to be quite frank but i mean they've error cards so if you know i don't like surely they would have fix them like yeah. the literal cards where there's like no player on it but it, it's minted and it's done i just think it sets a bad precedent whatever around mason greenwood and how much of a scumbag he may or may not be um it, i think like it sets a dangerous precedent for so rare to go taking cards off people and i mean if they did do that how do you even begin to to pay out on that i just think it's a headache i think the easiest thing is for the card to essentially just be dead and unutilizable i mean i mm-hmm. don't think that's the wrong thing to do now if Manchester United, whoever comes in, and throws so rare a headache, I have no idea. Um, that's so rare problem. I just hope they would deal with that all, all appropriately. And again, I, I miss the John Terry thing. I've seen some comments about it, some wee monkey looking thing, but um, I have no idea. But great question, Chris. Very topical. I must, I must mention that on the podcast this week. Yeah, it was just just a
2: thought that come come across, and I really appreciate your thoughts on that. Uh, also on the John Terry thing. I only saw it in passing, but what I believe is the monkey sort of displayed sort of Chelsea branding. So he took it down and then put it back up without that branding. So, But yeah, really appreciate it, appreciate you taking the time to uh, answer the question. No doubt.
1: Thanks for having Chris. Of it. Chris. Uh, I'm going to go to Guti and then Nick. I know you wanted to jump in on that. I'm just going to see if Guti's got something to uh,
4: uh, no, say. Let the brother go ahead of me, Kai. He had his hand up first. So let
1: Nick, what do we got?
4: No,
0: I just wanted to add context to the conversation about what you could do in that situation and really, I mean, depending on the smart contract structure, you could change the metadata to display something different and, you know, that that's just a total possibility with that. Um, it just depends on how it's structured in the blockchain, that's all.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, that that makes sense. I could see them wiping it and like with the error cards. Yeah, Boy, yeah. It's a tricky situation all around, but
4: I don't know. Yo um first and foremost is this a football space?
1: Is it a football space?
4: Yeah. Second Secondly, was I was going to ask is um has NFL actually become big now NFT I mean NFT on on football terms and has it has it become big or not? Uh John, you want to answer? Was that has NFL become big? No, N uh, NFT. I mean NFT, not NFL, but
0: NFT. NFT. Have they come big in the football space? Is it?
4: Yeah. No, I mean the football community generally, because you're talking about NFT, Michael Rashford, this and that, something like that, John mm. Terry. Yeah.
0: It's so it's rare, baby. It. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's so rare. I think so rare for me is kind of the. I think for everyone, I think it's disputed. Is the the outlier in terms of like. The market leader in terms of soccer nfts and um, the premier league isn't licensed yet And that's actually an interesting conversation if you bring that in um mm. you know you sound like an english football fan i mean in terms of yeah, yeah. How, how the premier league could potentially be a more onboarded and licensed i think it's a very competitive space and and i think there would be a lot of disappointment if sore didn't nail that contract but if they do it's off to the moon because you know that is the most prestigious competition in football. Um, in terms of leagues, you can take the World yeah. Cup, Champions League out of it. But um, in terms of the average sort of football consumer, consumer, I think a lot of them are still very sceptical about NFTs, and I think that's gonna. That's just that's just the nature of NFTs and sort of how groundbreaking it is and forward looking Web three the whole thing. There's a lot of sceptics, and whenever you see an Erling Haaland card that you don't understand, go for six hundred grand. People automatically jump to. I mean, it's hard to comprehend. So unless you actually yeah. sit down and do the homework, you'll never understand it. So I think it is going to be hard for the average football fan to to buy in, particularly with the amount of money that you kind of need to get involved with. But I think over time as NFTs become more household, um, yeah, I just think we're very, very early to NFTs. yeah well, um, and just
1: Guti- to as a quick yeah. a different little answer to your question, yeah. which I think John is a little bit more so rare. From what I've seen and what I believe, I believe from a global sport or there's few things that impact the culture of the world as much as some of the largest footballers in the world. If you think about Neymar, if you think about, you know, sometimes we live in our own bubbles, New York City, right? We don't realize the impact that these people have. I definitely feel I've seen over the last two, three months far more and obviously capped off with what Neymar did last week, far more adoption from the players in terms of looking like they're buying and talking about it in the locker room. And some of them are updating and those that are most tech forward. There's definitely seemingly more adoption from the players. And I think that that then over time starts to have impact in different ways. You know, I think there was a club we covered on proper football. There was a small time club that, picked up an an NFT and made it almost their new logo because there's, there's a lot of community engagement and, and fast, fast, almost hype that can come from it. Um, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing more adoption. I'm seeing more questions from players, teams, clubs, how does this work? And then I would actually argue as someone as an American, many times there's, adoption, video games are far more innovative and adopted early in the EU to me than in the US and I could see that happening here as well
4: yeah, thank you Uh just to correct John Uh I may sound British but hell, I don't support the Premier League I'm a Liga fan, Real Madrid so yeah um, ah, someone has to be yeah, no, no, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even British myself nope. but yeah but. No, the just, thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that, I think. Um, but yeah, I just, because I never knew what the NFT was, was well, generally, I, until I jumped on, on spaces uh, and also just random things, NF, NFTs in here and there. And now I start to get at least some sort of understanding. And i like glad to you, I, I, don't, I haven't really fully grasped the whole idea behind it. You know, what's the point generally, but what I'm hearing is being around for a time, uh, but it just starts trending now, is not it? But uh, mm-hmm. for me, on my myself, Twitter, generally is football, generally, but yeah, yeah, I just follow a few people out that, NST. But yeah, but it's, it's becoming bigger now. I just clocked it. For really, sure.
1: Look, so, I would say if I was to give you a, I'll try to be brief of like maybe a little bit way to contextually frame it up for you. Yeah, beginning. So level, much of what we level. do as humans, yeah. even yourself, right? I this space, I click on your profile. And I see you here now. Is that a Danish flag that you have? Yes, yes, yes. Which is amazing. But I click on your profile and I see that's not Vinny. I'm not sure who's your... David you're Alaba. David Alaba. Alaba. You know, I have actually yeah. a nice David Alaba auto card. But you are rep. You know, your profile is a representation of yourself. Real Madrid. Uh-huh. You know, in the the back, the Tifo. The player that you chose to represent in your profile photo, even the fact that you have a Danish flag, you know, so much of this is signaling.
4: Yeah, it would also Somali flag in it, but yeah, got to so, so yeah, well, part of me, which was the other flag, Somalia, Somali. East Somalia. I appreciate yeah. that. I, I, I didn't recognize it. Um, you may know. You may know I'm the captain now, and I'm the captain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. so, <laughs> I Where I was trying to go is NFTs are a way to. I believe show the world a a representation of yourself in a way that is me. I own this as opposed to Alaba in that photo. He's not making, uh, he's not getting real benefit financially from you putting his photo up. Someone took that photo, even the photographer who took that photo, maybe they're getting awareness, but they're not getting financial anything whereas if you look to your left where nander is also using a photo to represent himself and that might be his favorite artist or or what have you really no different hmm. but but he's able to own that thing and so if alaba becomes the biggest thing in the world hmm. you're like yeah i've known about all since the jump he, that is you know his youth club or what have you yeah. and he's gives you the ability to to own that if that makes sense
4: one hundred percent. You said it perfectly. Now, at least I understand that. But yeah, thank you for that. You said it well. Said it.
1: Of course. Why I think?
4: I think the person that took the picture would therefore get paid out of it. You know, but but yeah, I see where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, they're getting paid by Real Madrid. Is my guess, right? Of course, of and course, they get yeah. paid to, to take the photo. But what yeah. if it's the the greatest photo of all time?
4: No, I hate that. I hate that. You know, I yeah, I yeah. Thank you.
0: I appreciate you being up here. No I think another point, just on like player adoption and, um, yep, yeah, mainly player adoption. I mean, so rare has like some very active, well known players. PK, Timo Werner, Antoine Griezmann are probably the most. I've had to pick the top three, and I think like that only gets the that only spreads with time. Um, these guys, you'd imagine, as NFTs grow, will want to own their first licensed things. You know, we see it in physical card worlds, where you see like guys signing their cards and they want to keep one. Or they, you know, there's high profile footballers, basketballers into the cards and the collecting. And I think I, I'm going back to so rare, Tyler. But I'm sorry, that's where my that's that's where my sort of. <laughs>
1: He's doing so. That's why. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Uh, let's see, simply Alex.
3: What do we got? Evening, guys. Uh, cheers for hosting these spaces. I just want to come up on two points, basically. Um, so, firstly, um, the last guy asked about kind of how football adoption and NFTs are mixing, and obviously, so rare is great. But I think we one point we kind of need to touch on, especially being in spaces about NFTs, is how like the general football community still align NFTs with scams, money laundering, and. Um, like uneconomical kind of situations and um i think it's kind of anyone that's involved with nfts always needs to try and educate people to show them like of course there are dark sides to crypto and nfts but you know the main predominant users are all like us just trying to you know enjoy ourselves as you know a hobby or to make some money and and all the rest of it and so i think that'd be an interesting topic to bring up and then besides that just a a really old topic on on kind of the mason greenwood and situations involving that I think it, I think it's more, it's not SoRare's place to deal with that kind of situation. I think it's more of a, a moral compass of whether you'd want to kind of profit off. Say we've had a death of a player on SoRare. Would you want to profit off that morally? I don't think it's up to the company to to kind of be a centralized figure. The whole point of, of Web 3.0 is kind of decentralization and owning your assets. So, yeah, unfortunately, sometimes you do own an asset that will go to zero. Like, I don't think it should be taken off you um, just for that regard. So that was my only two points, but yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. The, the, um, uh, first point on the, uh, just kind of fraud, scam, what people equate it to. It's a very fascinating conversation, uh, meaning I have a lot of friends, close friends, you know, from even I'm in the space, what have you, that that's bullshit. Or they, maybe they, they, they want to see it. And how do I make that money? And if I can't make that money, it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's why I, I really like to bring the conversation. So much of my thought John's is on so rare. So much of my thought is on digital collectibles that are low cost that you don't really know what chain they're on. And you have no interest in reselling them because I think that's a far more Understandable and digestible conversation for people than investing and flipping and Robinhood and stocks and buying at a price and selling at X price. eBay exists, yet most humans have over hundred dollars worth of their stuff within ten feet of themselves. Yet have no interest in reselling it, and they never use it, and they never look at it. And so, I think this this notion of NFTs mean get rich. Definitely is the dominant mainstream media narrative, right? Everything's about we. We just have largely talked in this space about the big sale, but there's a lot of people on SoRare that just buy the players they like and never do anything. And so, I like to go about it that way. On the educating is like there's buying NFTs for flipping and stuff, but once you really get into it and you buy the first thing solely because it looked the emotion that it gave you. To me, that's the aha moment that we need to use to educate people on digital collectibles. Thoughts on that?
0: I think so. one of the most the things that resonated with me most around NFTs, and I don't even know if this is relevant to this conversation, but it was something I seen Gary V say about. It was basically about how when you go into your granny's house, like if I go into my grandparents' house, there's just ornaments filled with shit, or
1: mm-hmm. cabinets <laughs> like
0: my mom's house. And it's just like it is like the spoons on the wall that they collect from different countries. You could you mm-hmm. could probably pull apps. Um, there's different things that you collect from doing different things, and things around your house that remind you of a time in your life. And I just think as we go more digital, well, at the minute ninety percent, ninety nine percent of these projects, everyone looks at them as a money making machine and all. And, I think as time evolves, as NFTs become more mainstream, as people understand them, as people find one that resonates with them, I think a lot of that that perception could be just sort of squashed um, over time. But I just think it takes time and education. And when you have something as new as this and as provocative and as something that hits as hard as this Web3 movement, I just think like it's inevitable there'll be resistance, there'll be skepticism, and it's good. you know it's healthy? you know to have that other other side of the coin because mm-hmm. we're all very bullish. Yeah, uh, our MetaMask wallets our so wallets, show it. And I just think like the, the real projects are the ones that actually have, I don't know, fandom and community and and some sort of cloud behind them. I mean, they'll survive the test of time. And I, th- and I think there's so many things so rare can do to appeal to the wider football fan, but maybe that's for another conversation. <laughs>
1: I then the second part of that combo or your question, uh, Alex, is something uh, that uh, a conversation that I'd love to have, which is the notion of Web3 and decentralization and humans pushing for decentralization in the face of the entire history of mankind, which pretty much has been one massive. How do we become more centralized? as well as <clears throat> so rare web3 blockchain this word decentralization i remind that the value of these cards essentially is zero without the players playing in a club that's centralized in a league that's centralized the the badges of the clubs that are owned by humans that give value to these things so one way or another the take is there's just a lot more centralization in these things that p- than people I think realize. And I always find that a fun combo of like decentralized, 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 and then but Still rare can't exist without uh you know, La Liga being a part of it. Yet La Liga has to be a centralized organization as it's currently built now that I can great we can just open up the can of worms of why that business is clearly failing and all that but i do think there's this sweet spot of yes decentralization is going to help in a lot of things but the all or nothing approach is one i'm fascinated to see how it plays out because also capitalism and decentralization almost kind of are like oil and water in some sense so it'll be it'll be very and then you go down like, OK, what does that mean for government? That's a crazy path to go down. So that's how my thoughts on those two. Alex, I'd love to hear kind of just your thoughts on the back end after asking those two questions.
3: Yeah, I completely agreed. Big crypto enthusiast. But there is too much um focus on decentralization everything can't be decentralized you do need a centralized you know source of something p- at some points like i think in so Rare's case because like we know about it i like the fact so is centralized they make good decisions for the majority and for example if you had the majority making all the decisions in like a DAO, every week it would be right raise awards raise awards raise awards, mm-hmm. pay mm-hmm. out more all of a sudden the company goes bust and yeah. we're all, we all look like idiots right yeah. so you need centralized there um, but then you also kind of want your—I don't know if it even makes sense—but kind of your assets to be decentralized, where it's like mm-hmm. no one can come and take them all, off me. But so,
1: do we lose them? I've kind of lost them. Yeah, I lost him too. <clears throat> but I think it—I think it all makes good points. Let's we'll see if he can come back in, Paul. What up? You here? Yeah. What's up? Let's you guys can them. hear me okay? We can hear you fantastic. Oh, How cool. are you doing today?
5: Uh, very good. What a fantastic conversation. Um, the, the truth of the matter is, of all of this, I think, is the way I see it, is, and it plays off of what John just mentioned, um, is the more we talk about it, the more it gets broken down, that it's not just you know, segregated to uh, a group of people that understand tech or understand the verbiage. Uh, the more people will get on board, including vocabulary will probably change. Maybe some words are too aggressive, scare people off. And it's a little bit like if you look at the football community, because I know that's the undertone here in this conversation. It just takes one or two, or let's call it 15, you know, sort of top guys, uh, you know, sprinkled around the different leagues to adopt something. And everybody else will follow like the shower bag. Um, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I just mean it just takes a few and then the dominoes will tum like, will will Mm -hmm. follow, follow along. And, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's not for me to say. I'm just saying for sort of the adoption of this for, uh, people that aren't as savvy or aren't taking the time right now to learn or aren't, um, understanding like uh, uh, simply Alex was mentioning about the Dow and uh, or you know how that might work or you know who might sit on a committee for the Dow so that those companies don't go bust all of that stuff is still being figured out as we move forward again all I'm doing is sort of jumping on things that some of you guys have already said Mm -hmm. Uh, it's exciting it's all fuck like excuse my language but Every day you wake up and there's just so much going on and so much positive stuff. And also, yeah, there's some negative stuff too, but that that's in every facet of life. Mm -hmm. Web three, web two, one-on-ones business dealings, you know how it is. So all this to be said is I think football community is going to adapt this wide scale Uh, clubs, fans, supporters. Like, I mean, really get into it. I know it's there, but I'm talking where, you know, people will have easy access and not need, uh, you know, four different, uh, mm-hmm. sort of entry points to get one thing. Uh, I think very much like what's, you know, circling around in, in the one thirty seven family ecosystem with Coinbase, a one-stop shop. Yep. I have it, I use different ways to access it. And then now all of a sudden I have access to, uh, my, my, so my so rare card. I, I'm just using it as an example, like yeah, one button, perfect. one app and, and that one button, one app, uh, sort of thinking again guys that's just the thinking because uh you know in 2022 we're we're starting to break down how we used to think um i think that's gonna that's gonna you know just knock people right off their chairs so it's all super exciting stuff and, and football's great and to have football and nfts in the digital world and web3 all mixing together just
1: gets my juices going so uh, thanks mine for having me here and great mine too yeah, i appreciate sure. you coming thanks, yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, I, I think your words are very important. More perspectives we have in these combos is, uh, yeah, it just it helps. And I know that you're someone coming into and exploring the space. And I don't mean to say it in some per, uh, in a way that makes me think I am, you know, more tapped in. But I think it's it's there's always going to be new folks. So that's what we need to remember: is that even if we have all this context to your point, the the con- the, the the little Jargon, this or that, and why I kind of asked John of like, hey, let's forget everything else. Let's talk about you know, so rare today, because every day, it's why I think atom bombs are going up or ten thousand. If you really boil it down, ten thousand is an incredibly small supply amount for anything that people really want. But we, re- well, but we only think about yes, there's ten thousand new people every day. What are we doing to speak to them as if they're day one? And I do think there's a little like hey, you're part of the new party, we're part of the old party, you don't know as much, and we need to do a better job at that, all of us, including myself, every single day waking up and saying, if we're really about this, there's new people every day, let's treat them as welcoming and learning. That's uh, well, yeah, so I'm just, Sorry, John. Sorry, Paul.
5: No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, well, that's exactly when you're in the right Discord. And what I mean by that is if you look at some of the great Discords out there, The the people that are in them and sort of running them, uh, you know, in support of the sort of the top uh, are supporting every new human that connects into that discord. And if it's a friendly environment, you've done exactly what you just said, you know, Ty. And if it's not friendly or there's that uh, sort of that um, feeling of, oh, I'm new here. I'm embarrassed to ask that question or uh, I'm not getting some some help. Uh, that's where that disconnect comes uh, huge you know so yeah you're absolutely right about you know people putting their hands out
0: to support others and it's the easiest thing to do in the world like one of the the cruelest paradoxes that i've sort of seen there's like there's much crueler paradoxes in the world don't get me wrong but we're talking about this space is that the more i throw myself at so rare and the more i invest in so rare or put money into so rare the further detached i come from the new player um, mm-hmm. And I can try and stay as attached and I still put out tutorial videos and I still answer 10, 15, 20 DMs a day to people just signing up because of certain YouTube videos that did well. But the bottom line is the area of the market that I'm looking at, that I'm researching, at times I'm not the best person to be tipping players. That's why I don't really do it because if someone says, help me build a budget team for 500 quid, it's like, mate, I'm just not in that area of the market. Do you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I point them in the in the direction of someone who is. And it is very important to keep yourself in check there because I find myself sometimes just running away and forgetting. And then it's like, wait a second, this whole thing doesn't work if all of us who know the crack don't explain it to people who don't.
5: <laughs> and it's, mm-hmm. it's
0: very hard and you go off on all these big, all this jargon and big words and talking about this is and that's and then people are like, "What? what's an NFT? And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and in most conversations, it's becoming like 50-50 and so, well, yeah, I think there's a responsibility to talking about it as well.
0: Ooh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Uh, let's see to wrap this thing up. Shammy, you want to jump in? I, I know we had a little pull up. let me see to see what the design was for. We'd
6: love second. to jump in. Thank you for the great conversation. I think everything that was talked about was just on top of my mind, especially bringing up the the 10,000 is not a uh, a large amount of a project and bringing in new people into the space, treating them like they're day ones is super important. So I just want to highlight that point there. But yes, uh, I know everyone's excited for the POAP, as am I. For everyone listening, if you do not know what a POAP is, POAP stands for Proof of Attendance Protocol. Basically, it's a free NFT that you're going to be able to mint and claim to say that you were in this Twitter space. Uh, if you have the POAP mobile app, please open that up now. And if you do not, I highly suggest you download it because that is the only way you'll be able to claim today's PO app. Um, we hinted the secret word uh, a little bit during the space and people uh, figured out that that's the secret word. Uh, so based off of the largest SoWare NFT sale to date, uh, the Holland 101 card, uh, the sale converted to euros is of roughly around 614,000 euros. Um, and if you see, Proper Football has a, we pinned one of their tweets up here, uh, uh, with that exact uh, euro amount, and that is the secret word for today. It is the 614,000 euros, but typed out exactly as you see it in that image. So you'll need the euro symbol followed by the numbers along with the comma. So for those who potentially cannot see or do not have uh, that privilege to be able to see and look at the screen, the, the exact phrase you're going to need to be typing into the POAP secret word is the euro symbol the numbers six one four comma John? This is nice. Zero. I'm digging
1: this. You're a midfielder, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm a midfielder. There's Thirty-two a few, year
6: old midfielder. <laughs> like
0: this like is you. a this is a hybrid of me and my my hero, um, Danny Parejo. Danny um, Parejo and me go way back I like to think I have the most exclusive and best Danny Parejo collection and this is where passion and identity comes into it, it isn't all about making money I'm going to lose money in these cards but Danny Parejo and me go way back and uh, I'm wearing the nice yellow kit there, I'm the same age in position as my boy so that's a nice subtle head nod of the head to, to Danny Pate
1: Villarreal Big thanks to Shami for organising that and, and doing up the art he holds it down every time. Well, look, I appreciate everyone tuning in. I got to jump at 630 Eastern over here in New York. I got to jump over to another meeting. John, I'm coming your way because I got – I need to – I think I, there's a couple players I got to pick up to get my squad back at full strength um, because every time I get the five hours remaining left to fill out my squad email, when I wake up first thing in the morning, I punch myself when I think about you.
0: Yeah give me a call we'll, we'll have a chat about that Um just give me a message and the anyone else listening who thinks they want to want to give it a go or they have any questions my DMs are all open and look thanks a million to listen to listening to me
1: talk all night appreciate your time <laughs> John everyone thanks, that was involved Alex thanks for coming up Paul thanks for being here thanks guys um, and everyone all the best have a great thanks evening great day wherever you may be keep doing your thing peace
3: hi thanks for tuning in Be sure to check out
0: every single live Twitter space on our Twitter at 1.37pm.